we're getting started a little bit late. Uh, I just want to give you a quick overview of where we're heading, what's going on tonight. Tonight we're covering teaching. Justin's going to kind of walk us through um, why teaching is one of our core values and what that really looks like, kind of flesh it out for us. Uh, an update for you, October 23rd is our next meeting, two weeks from tonight. We're going to be going over prayer. And then beginning in November, November is an odd month because we have November 20th, we're not meeting. November 4th, or November 6th, excuse me, we're having worship. November 20th, we're not going to meet that night just because uh, we didn't have the building reserved. They have something going on that night. So realize November 20th is not on there. And December 4th, evangelism. December 18th, we're covering justice. Uh, the end of Roots is coming, which brings on great questions of, well, what's next? And Justin's going to kind of walk us through that tonight as well. If I could, though, let's begin in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are, Father. We thank you for sending your son to die upon the cross for us, Lord. Uh, I thank you for the people gathered at our Stone Oak Bible Church, Father. Uh, I pray that as our mission is to make disciples, Lord, that we are not waiting for the official launch of Stone Oak Bible, Lord, but we are, we are actively pursuing you, and we are actively pursuing your people as we are gathering, Lord. I pray for Justin tonight, Father, that uh, you'd give him clarity. Uh, I pray that you would uh, lessen him and, and uh, bring yourself forward, Father. Uh, as we as we go through teaching, Lord, that uh, we can proclaim who you are uh, and what you have done for us. Thank you for everything that you have given us. Pray this all in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. All right, so a couple things. First of all, uh, if my voice sounds weird, forgive me. I'm fighting a something, but I'm winning, and I, I feel like I'm losing my voice, though, but uh, forgive me. Second thing is, I'm really excited about tonight, because I think this is going to be a night, even though you can't hear it in my voice, I am excited for tonight, because this is going to be a night I think we're going to remember. Uh, we're going to talk about teaching, we're going to move into talk about timeline and, and location. So let me start off, uh, every church across the city does something very strange every weekend, and that is, no matter what, hopefully, without exception, we get out of bed, we get our families, and we go and we sit and listen to someone teach, or someone preach, or someone tell stories, or bad jokes, or whatever it might be. We all get up, and we go and we listen to someone talk. Why is it that we've always done this? Throughout all the ages, and throughout all of our city, this is what we do. We as Christians get up and we listen. And what makes it weirder is very rarely is someone like really thrilled about a lecture or most of us didn't like school that much. And it's definitely not a reason we, got, we get out of bed is to go and listen to someone talk unless you're kind of nerdy like I am. I enjoy it, but uh, most people, if you're normal, don't. And um, so the question is, why does the church uh, globally believe in preaching and teaching as such a high value? Better uh, question, more specifically, is why do we? Um, so one thing right off the bat, we're going to be in Romans 10. Um, one thing right off the bat, <clears throat> I'm going to be brief. I have a lot to do, a lot to cover tonight, and this should give you great confidence as me, in, in me and your, as your pastor if I can get through this, and I will, all right, I will. Uh, Romans 10, I think this is a great place for us to start um, because what it does is it paints a picture when it comes to teaching that's urgent, and I think that's really important for us, and so let's just walk through this. Uh, it starts in, well, I'll start in verse 10, 
in verse 10. I have it up here because I know many of you don't have your Bibles with you tonight. It says this, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. And this is a reference to Isaiah 28, I believe 16. Um, And so Paul's talking about salvation. Paul, the man who originally was, his whole life was to hunt down and kill and execute Christians. Uh, Jesus gets a hold of him, transforms him, changes his life, and now he is on mission for Jesus. He's living for Jesus. He's the most prolific church planner the world has ever known. And now Paul is kind of talking about that salvation that he's experienced and he's living. He goes on to say, for there is no distinction between Jew, there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call him call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So last time we talked about that a true Christian community is diverse. And it's not a Jewish community. It's not a white community. It's not an Asian community. It's not a poor community. It's not a wealthy community. That it is a diverse community. And that diversity actually proclaims the gospel. It paints a picture for what Jesus died. And Paul is kind of touching on that by saying, Look, the gospel message is, is trans-culture, trans-socioeconomic, trans-racial. Uh, it, it transcends all of that, that our gospel is for all of us and there's a diversity. So Paul, Paul touches on that and he says, regardless of who you are, where you come from, you call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. It's an amazing statement. And um, he goes on and now he kind of gets logical. Paul does this a couple times uh, in Romans where when you read him, uh, all of a sudden you have a question that comes to your mind. And then Paul, it's kind of annoying actually what he does. He kind of ans- he asks the question that you are thinking in your mind and then he either asks it rhetorically or answers it right away. So it's, sometimes it's helpful. Paul does that here. He asks the how question. The how, he says, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed and how are they to believe in whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? <clears throat> how are they to teach unless they are sent? As, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. You know, do you feel the weight of that? That in God's plan, somehow, some way, for some reason, he chooses to use us as his means to bring people to himself. And that I'll never understand that because I mess up continually, but yet I'm the plan and you're the plan. We're the plan. And it boils down to this. How will they know Jesus? How will they hear and believe if no one tells them? And our job as a church is to sum it all up, tell them. And the way we tell them, God's chosen method for us to tell them is through preaching and teaching God's God's word to proclaim the good news continually to ourselves and to others. Um, And teaching and preaching is really the plan. He goes on to say this, but they have not all believed, or they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, quoting Isaiah again, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So Paul finishes with a quote from Isaiah again. And he says, not everyone who hears the message is going to believe it. Not everyone who hears this is going to be changed, but it's our job, our responsibility to preach it, 
It's his job to change, to change the people's hearts into open, li- open minds. And so our job is to, to teach and to preach. Now, the last line is, is really incredible. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. There's two things. Faith comes through hearing the truth of the word of God. There's no other source that it's his truth. Um, second, uh, faith comes as we teach the word of God. It says through the word of Christ. And so there's something supernatural that happens when we teach and preach the scripture. And that is that God himself speaks as we teach and as we listen and engage with the scriptures as they're preached. And so that's the promise of God, that this is the plan of God, that, that faith comes through hearing the gospel and we hear the gospel and we engage in his word. So <clears throat> this is why we place such a huge value on uh, scripture and teaching and preaching. And this is why we wanted to make one of our sessions in Roots dedicated to this. Now, um, in light of that, there are three distinctives that are huge for us uh, as Stone Oak Bible Church. And if we believe Romans 10 to be true, which we do, then there's three things that I think it pushes us to do, and I want to tackle them and do it quickly. There are these three things, scripture-grounded, gospel-centered, and application-driven. Um, I'm going to spend more time on scripture-grounded, so don't get nervous if I get through this and you're like, yeah, there's no way. Um, I'm going to spend more time on it, all right? Um, we are scripture-grounded. We've talked about this already, that, that God's word is the source, Right? It's the source. There's nothing we can add. There's no gimmick. There's no motivational speech. There's no anything that has lasting value or that can change lives. It's God's word. Um, It's relevant. It's essential for us collectively as a church, but it's also incredibly important for us individually. Now, I debated whether or not to do this, but I think it's important. There are two ways, and I think this is a distinctive at Stone Oak Bible. There are two ways that a church can teach the scriptures. There are two ways that it's typically done. One is where a church will teach the scriptures through topics. And that is you, um, a pastor will, will come to a text with a certain topic or theme on his mind. Uh, then he'll look at the, what the Bible has to say about that topic. And, and you'll teach basically that topic using the scriptures. And um, hear me when I say this, this is helpful. This is, can be done very well. There are churches who, who do this very, very well. That's one way to do it. The, uh, another way to do it is a church can just simply teach straight through scripture. And when I say that, it's where a pastor doesn't necessarily approach the Bible with a topic in mind, doesn't approach it with a theme in mind. Instead, what we do is we approach it and we dig through, it's, we can do it verse by verse or book by book or, or what what ever the case may be, but you address the topics and themes that come out of the scriptures as you walk through them. Um, this is called verse by verse. Sometimes it's called expository is the word that it's typically called. Um, and hear me when I say this, uh, neither of these are evil. There are some great godly men who do both of these things and are very God-honoring in the way they do them. Um, at Stone Oak Bible, Um, our typical, normal type of teaching will be expository. Um, This will be our typical, what you can expect. Um, 
I say that we will engage with topics here and there. Here's an example. Christmas is coming. I'm, we need to talk about Jesus and his birth during that. That's a great thing for us, and so we will do that. Uh, but typically what you can expect when you come to Stone Oak Bible Church is, is a verse-by-verse or passage-by-passage teaching of the scriptures. We do this for um, several reasons, and I want to hit four of them. I told you, this one's the longest, so don't panic. Um, the first one is this. It forces us to have a balanced diet. Um, I am bent, and I have passions towards certain things, and other things are not really on my radar. I don't think about them much. Uh, some things just really get me going. Other things, take it or leave it. And uh, what could happen is that our church would start to get a diet of what my passions might be. And um, that could lead us into some areas where maybe it's not as healthy. And what expository preaching does is it forces us to have a balanced diet because we're encountering themes as they emerge and as we walk through Scripture. Two, um, it teaches us how to engage the Bible, uh, not just as a church collectively, but as people uh, individually. And here's what I mean by this. Uh, we live in a, in a culture that I think we would agree that is not exactly biblically literate. Uh, more than that, though, is I think we live in a culture, and I've heard this, is one of the main things I've heard through, through my years of ministry is that we don't know what to do when we're alone and we open up our Bibles. We don't know where to start. Am I doing it right? Am I getting what it's Am I supposed to get? Um, there's this disconnect when you open your Bible of, am I doing this right? Uh, my belief is that when you teach the scriptures verse by verse, not only is it beneficial to us corporately and together, but it helps us know what to do when we leave this place and we, we open our Bibles. And it teaches us how to handle God's word more effectively, more comfortably, which I think is a huge, huge thing for us, and it's something expository preaching does. Three, it reminds us that when we come together, we're coming together so that we can hear from God. Uh, this sounds weird. Let me unpack it a little bit. Um, I want, when we get out of bed and dress our kids and ourselves, and I want us to come to church with the expectation we're going to hear from God this morning that we're not gonna hear from a communicator, we're not gonna hear a motivational kind of message, although those are good, they have their place. But the reason that we come together is to hear from God. And, and this, I'll, I'll say it like this, my, my goal is, is not, our goal as we teach is not to be clever with communicating new ideas, but to be clear with communi communicating God's ideas. Uh, my goal is not to be motivational, necessarily inspirational, but to communicate God's truth so that he can work on our hearts and our lives. Uh, my goal is not to try to communicate principles that just make us better people. The world needs better people. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not my goal. Uh, my goal is to communicate the truth of God so that we grow to love, serve, and give our lives to Jesus more and more every day. And so that's, we're approaching our morning gatherings, our life groups. And by the way, when I say teaching, I'm not just talking about when we get together on Sunday mornings. I want teaching in a broader sense of our community groups, our Bible studies, 
our student, where, where, student ministries, wherever teaching is, and this is kind of infiltrates all of that. And so um, <clears throat> because of this, we're going to try to elevate Scripture above any specific communicator. Having said that, I'm going to be primarily responsible with, with teaching at Stone Oak Bible, um, but I'm not the only one. And I think it's important. Uh, one person is Craig. You're going to hear from him a lot. It's going to be normal to hear from him. He's an incredible communicator of God's word and an incredible teacher. And it's healthy for us to, to um, hear that and to sit under that. And so that's going to be something you can expect. Last thing. Uh, we chose to teach verse by verse because we believe it's what our community needs to hear the most. Uh, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who do not know Jesus in this community. Uh, statistically, uh, although it says a, approximately 30% claim to be Christian, which is low for our state and nation, 30% claim to be Christian, only 14% claim that faith of any kind is of any significance to them. So we live in a community that is very, very lost and, and in great need of this message. Um, <clears throat> the question is, what do they need to hear? What do they need to hear? Um, they need to hear from God himself. And Romans 10 is clear that when we preach God's word, that Jesus is faithful to speak to us through it. And so our heart is that... Um, when we preach the scriptures, that it is exactly what our community out there and in here needs to hear the most. And so we're, we're passionate, and, and I'll say it like this. We want to teach the scriptures, not teach using the scriptures, if that makes sense. We want to teach the scriptures, not teach using the scriptures. So we're scripturally grounded. I'm moving. That was the long one. And we're moving on. Gospel-centered. Any preacher who is worth his weight and is faithful in any way um, really in all reality has one message. It just has multiple applications. But it's really one message. And that is the message of Jesus Christ. That's it. That's our message. And it's going to be our heart that everything we teach is centered around the person and work of Jesus Christ. Because we believe that it is absolutely essential uh, for, for us to center everything. Paul says, if Jesus wasn't who he said he was, and he didn't raise from the dead, that we should be pitied over everyone else. That's true, <laughs> still. And we need to proclaim Jesus. Every opportunity we get, it's all about that. Because the gospel has changed everything. It's changed my life. It's changed um, it's given us a purpose as a church. And um, because of his work, we're children and we are the church. And so every, everything we do, we have the greatest message, the greatest story, the greatest news ever to be told in any time. We have it. We should tell it. Like, tell it as much as we possibly can. It should not get old. We should be really skilled at telling ourselves, telling um, each other, and telling our communities this great, incredible story. And I'll move. I could say a lot more. Uh, Application-driven is our third. Um, if we do the first two things that I said well, if we're scripturally 
um, grounded, if we're gospel-centered, then uh, we should expect that our, our minds are going to be filled with great things. We're going we're gonna to be coming to know the scriptures more. We're going to be coming to know Jesus more and more and more. It's all great, but true knowledge that does not lead us to action shows that we misunderstood the message completely. Um, I'll say it like this. Um, being leads to doing. Being leads to doing. James 2, uh, 14. What good is it to have faith apart from works? It's this idea that true knowledge and belief leads us to action that we can't separate the two. And I don't want to ever be a church that is comfortable with doing nothing with what we're learning and what we're walking through in scripture. Uh, I want to give us a great example. Last time we met, we talked about community, and we talked about being a load-bearing community, that when one of us is down, that we all take the responsibility to get a shoulder in and to help, and to help support that person, that we're a load-bearing community. We tied it to the gospel that, that when we were weak, Jesus came and he stepped in and did that for us, so now we get the privilege to do that for each other. Now, I could preach that and teach that every Sunday. Craig could just pound it and just crush it out of the park every time he talks. But two weeks ago, uh, when Bethany stood up on the stage and she gave her heart for the Carnes family, she said, this is what we're going to be about. And this has broken me and we need to do something about it. And we are going to have a baby shower and we're going to, and the ideas that just came out, all of a sudden we saw it. It was tangible and it was what we had talked about came to life in that moment. And that is what it is all about. It's us being and doing. And, um, we want to be application-driven. We want to be a church that's comfortable with expecting, allowing, and anticipating the scriptures that we study to call us to action. And we want to be okay with that. Um, so we're scriptural, scripture-grounded. We're gospel-centered. We're application-driven. And uh, one last thing before we shift gears. This, you might hear this a lot from me. It's changed the way that I think about um, ministry, actually, in church it's this quote, it's by Mark Dever, a pastor who um, wrote a book called The Deliverate Church. Phenomenal book. He says, uh, we, what you, and that's talking to the church, win them with is likely what you win them to. What you win them with is likely what you win them to. Um, our teaching at Stone Oak Bible, um, we want to try to avoid what's called the bait and switch. Have you heard about a bait and switch? It's when you lure someone with something and then as soon as they get there, you go boom and you hit them with something else. Uh, some of, churches are kind of bad. We do this a lot. Um, maybe you went to a church barbecue and it was like boom, prayer meeting and you had no idea it was coming. That's a bait and switch. Uh, we want to do our best to fight our tendency to bait and switch you. And what, here's what it looks like. Our mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. That the tens and thousands in our community don't know him, that they will. That's our mission. That's what we're here for. Uh, since that's our mission, no gimmick, no bait, 
No performance, no show will accomplish that end. It will not. It will not. And if we spend all our time in those things, we're likely going to, without realizing it, instead of winning them to Jesus, win them to those things. And I want us to be careful that we stay focused on what is most central, um, and that is the message of the cross. And, and so I'll put it like this. We read in Romans 10 um, about the beautiful feet. I want Stone Oak Bible to have some beautiful feet. And some of us have never been told that we have beautiful feet. This is our chance to have some beautiful feet. I want us to have beautiful feet um, as, we, as we preach the gospel, as we teach it. All right, I'm going to shift gears now. We're going to talk about really specifics, uh, timeline. Uh, we enjoying Roots. It's been amazing. I've loved it. And we get to meet here every other Thursday at this place. It's been incredible. But what's next? Uh, where are we going from here? Uh, let me start by showing you what our timeline used to look like. Okay? This is what it used to look like. What you're about to see is basically when Candace and I moved and was praying through what this could look like as we, as we plant Stone Oak Bible Church, this is what it looked like. So uh, Roots is here. Well, actually, you are here. You like that? Um, <laughs> roots, and it takes us, this is December 18th, so the Christmas and New Year's is all right here. Uh, our plan is to launch community groups February uh, let them go and uh, kind of take a break and then really hit back into them. Uh, preview services, which is, if you don't know what those are, I'm going to touch on them in a second, right here. And then our official launch Sunday would be September, that is wrong, 2015, not 2014, 2015. So that's what our timeline used to look like. Um, let me be transparent for a moment. Uh, over the past month and a half, as I've been thinking through this, uh, I have been really unsettled and um, been struggling a lot and praying through this. And um, I kept looking at what God's doing, the doors he's opening and the people he's bringing and what it seems like he's doing that's beyond us. And I kept asking myself the question is, should I rethink this? Should I, I think through this differently? Um, so on a date night, which this is a bad idea, don't ever do anything like this on a date night, so not romantic, um, I asked Candace, I just tested the waters, I said, am I being impatient, or do you think that we, maybe we should rethink this, and think this differently, her response, I forget the words that she said was basically like, yes, I talked to Craig was the first thing, and then she was like, um, I have never thought that we should wait that long. So yeah, which doesn't surprise me because she's kind of a go-getter kind of girl. So this didn't surprise me. Uh, it led me though to talk to Craig. It led me then to talk to Drew. Um, it led, oh, don't look. It led me then to talk to, that really got us going. It led me then to talk to Bob Rowley. Uh, just all of the leaders in my life that I would trust to speak into my life. And unanimously, they said, green light, we think you should rethink this and we think you should move the date up sooner. Um, so long story short, you've already seen it. Um, here's what our new date is, our new timeline is looking like. Now, um, 
nothing's changed here. You're still here. Uh, Roots <laughs> is still going. Uh, community groups are still same place. Okay, February. Uh, the difference is preview services got moved to February. Now, let me explain what preview services are a little bit. Preview services are, let's be honest, our chance to get things right before Sundays are every week. Basically what they are. Uh, so we'll meet together. We'll, we'll have worship, preaching, children's, the whole thing. We're going to get together. We're going to be a church, all of that. And, um, but Sundays don't come every week yet. We get to take some weeks off. We get to debrief. We get to talk about what we did, what we did wrong, what can we grow, and all of that. Preview services are a blast. This is one of the most fun things that we'll do as a church plant. I'm just not going to lie. These are so much fun. I cannot wait for these. Um, following that, uh, March 22nd will be a send-off service at Northeast Bible Church. If you're coming from Northeast Bible Church, I invite you to that. If you're not coming from them, I invite you to it as well. I get to preach this Sunday, uh, and then as a church, they're going to send us off and pray for us as we leave. This is going to be an exciting day, but not as exciting as the next Sunday, which is March 29th. Um, that would be launch Sunday for us. Uh, what launch Sunday means is Sundays come every week from that point, obviously. Um, and at that point, we will be a church that meets regularly every week, big gathering on Sunday mornings from uh, March 29th. Now, um, just FYI, this is Palm Sunday, uh, which would mean our next Sunday following this is Easter, which is April 5th this year. And so our second time to meet together would be the first time that we get to celebrate Easter together as a church family, which I thought would be unbelievable. And so I cannot wait for that. So stay in town for that. Um, okay. Now, all of this is great, but it's probably left you with a huge question, many questions, but where are, is that going to happen? Let me tell you a God story. Um, church plants are often launched without their own property, without their own facilities. They're launched in homes and places in the community, any place where the church can get together and form a community. Uh, that's typically how church plants launch. I've been a part of three church plants. Two have met in schools and one has met in a majestic theater. And these have just been fun. The, all the locations just give us a lot. It's, it's exciting. Oh, as we considered a location for Stone Oak, uh, we, we wanted a place that would, that would um, be in our community, first and foremost. It would be appropriate for us to be in our community, a place that would fit us, a place that would be great and safe for kids. That's important. We have a ton. We have a small army of children in our core team. I think like 46 of them right now. So we have a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Um, so we wanted a place that's great, that's safe for our kids, and that we can begin to make connections with our community. And God showed up in some incredible ways. Uh, I made a list of my top list of places that I would love to, to see us meet as a church. And the top spot on that list is a, a school called Stone Oak Elementary. Uh, I knew very little about this place other than its location, and um, I called them, kind of a cold call. I knew it was a long shot because most school districts are kind of closed, honestly. They, there's a lot of red tape involved when you're working with a public school uh, and a district. And so I knew this was a little bit of a long shot. And I've already heard from some other planners that, church, that schools have closed the doors on them. 
So I didn't expect a whole lot from this, but I called and um, <clears throat> I talked to their administrative assistant, took my information, passed it on, and that was it. Well, the next, I believe it was two days from then, I received a call back from the assistant principal who began by saying, I think this is a divine appointment. That's strange, isn't it? It's a little strange. And so I thought, huh, there might be something to this. Long story is she invited us uh, to a tour. We came and we saw the place. It was a great spot, great place for kids. It would have been a great space. And so turns out this principal is a pastor's wife. More than that, she's a pastor's wife of a pastor who has planted in a different community of San Antonio uh, in a school that has the same floor plan as Sonoke Elementary. So she said, you know what? You should come and see your floor plan in action. Be a part of our church and see it. See if you like it. So we did, and it was incredible. Uh, I could say a lot more, but as the weeks, um, but two weeks ago, uh, Stone Oak Elementary formally opened their doors to Stone Oak Bible Church, and um, that's our location. <clears throat> this is an incredible opportunity for us. Um, I could say a lot, but this, this, I think, says so much. The assistant principal, uh, one thing she said that stuck out with me so much is, is she said, um, I would love to have kingdom work being done here on the weekends. Isn't that cool? And she uh, said, we can have it as long as we need, have need of it, which is just un. Believable. Uh, I, I'm sure that has opened up a lot of questions, and that is okay. You're going to hear more about that. Come ask me. Uh, if there's anything I can do, please let me know. Just know that we're all kind of new to this. Uh, not many of us, I asked a couple weeks ago if we've been a part of a church plant, not many of us raised our hands. So we're all kind of in the same exciting boat, uh, which is great. It's, it's exactly what God has, has planned. Here is um, some things we need to do now. One, you're about to hear about teams that we want you to step into. Uh, being a part of a church plant means you do weird things. Things you never thought you would volunteer for in a church, and you're doing them, and they're a blast. Uh, it is the most fun thing about church planting. Uh, in, in the church plants I've been in, this is where it's at. And so there's going to be spots that are opening up. We need you. I want to ask you to get involved. You're going to hear more about that. Uh, also, we want to stay plugged in together as a community. Uh, we together are planting this church. And so us as a community, I want to challenge us to get together, to come together. Uh, Craig's going to speak a lot more on this as we deal with community groups um, later. And then lastly, let's keep our eyes focused on uh, who God's called us to be as a church. It's very easy to get very lost in all of this. It's about to get very fast and crazy uh, if you looked at that timeline and let that just sink in. Um, but we're stepping into something bigger than all of us. And I, I'm going to end and close with this. The bottom line is that it is clear that God is going before us. It's clear. And um, it's incredible to step into something that is already moving. But here's something I want to remind us. Uh, Luke 12 says, to whom much is given, much is required. Um, we've been given a lot. And... It's our time to make much of Jesus through what he's been giving us to use. And so it's our time to make the most of these moments 
that we have as we build and as we see a new church launched that was never here, that we can impact this community. And we're going to pray together. I'm going to quit. And if there's any way I can help, which I'm sure I've opened just a ton of questions up, and that's okay. Uh, please know that I geek out about answering them. Please don't be afraid to ask, okay? Let me pray for us. God, thank you. I can't thank you enough for the feeling I have um, to step into something that is so clearly your work and to see you moving and you bringing things together. And thank you, God. Give us wisdom on how to step through doors that you've opened. We want to be faithful with what you've given us. You've given us a lot. So God, we wear that weight and we know that you've called us to be faithful with the things that you have given us. Give us the ability, the strength to do that, to do that well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, first of all, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. I had a lot. I had a lot. Here's a couple things. Um, one on our way out, if you haven't thanked our children's people who are watching our kids, uh, if you haven't been generous with them, I encourage you to do that because they are awesome. I never have to worry about my boys, and I love that. Um, so make sure to do that. Two, we have that baby shower this weekend. Uh, if you are not signed up for that, if you haven't gotten connected with that, uh, see Bethany. She can get you plugged into all the details on that. It's this weekend and Saturday. So uh, there's that. There's one other thing. Yes, um, so I want to say one other thing about this, and then I'm done. If there's one way to get Christians not to come to something, say it's a prayer service. We don't like it. It makes us uncomfortable. It makes us weird. It reminds us of weird situations we've been put in where you have to hold hands and, and get put on the spot to pray publicly. Let me take the weight off of you here. That's not going to be this week. We're going to talk about prayer and what it's going to be in Stone Oak. I promise I'm not going to make you feel weird. Actually, Craig won't. He's going to be doing this one. He won't make you feel weird. Yeah, change everything. Um, there's going to be lots of hand-holding, though. No, I'm joking. There won't be. Um, I, want to I want to encourage you. Come to this. This is hugely important for us. All right? Anything else? All right. Thank you, guys. I know traffic was hard tonight, so thank you for coming. Did I forget something?